I've been ill. It's real simple, man. Our policy is to keep it real, keep it authentic. That's how we're giving it up. I am the real deal. 100% straight raw. Throwing it up with my man, Il Neal. And now your host, Il Neal. Yes, 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 indeed. Today I have the pleasure to sit down with Mr. Fiend himself, an Orchard Park legend, who was a victim of gun violence as a teenager, confining him to a wheelchair. This wouldn't be the last brush with death for the man many consider having nine lives. I would say he is the poster child for overcoming obstacles and being extremely ambitious. Continuing his love for music and the hip-hop culture, my Real Deal crew, give a warm welcome to Tombstone Jimmy. Yes, yes. Hops, what's good, Hops? What's up, DJ L? Nell. What's poppin', uh, man? Pick up the team, that's, you know Yes, is. indeed. Yes, indeed. Man. Be comfortable Oh, man, get comfortable, man. We got a lot of questions on the board, you know what I'm saying? Some things we need to get out there, you know, some things that people want to know. For those that do know, for those that don't know, we're going to get you informed with the right information today. A man of many names. Let's let's get right into it, you know. Um, we got Jay Hops, Jimmy Hopper. Yes, sir. Hops, as I, like, as I address you, Tombstone Jimmy, um... You know, we we got a lot of names, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're not you're not new to this. You know what I'm saying? You've been in the game for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I think for those that don't know the younger generation, I like to inform the younger generation. So right off the rip, I'm gonna ask the most important question of the day: Who is Tombstone Jimmy? Um, Tombstone Jimmy. Well, uh, good question. He's he's a man. He's a grown man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He's a grown man. Tombstone Jimmy grown. He blossomed fully, and he's dead. He walking around dead, <laughs> truthfully. You know what I'm saying? So if you can understand that, that's the meaning of it. Okay. I put the tombstone in front of Jimmy because they can't kill me. Simple as that. You know, a lot of people that don't know you and don't know your history, you know, they know you from the... I love my fiends, the Denise, as some like to call it. Um, you know, let's get into that movement. Tell me, tell me how did that come about, and what what's the whole movement about, and what was the motive behind the "I love my fiends"? Well, you know, truthfully, um, "I love my fiends" was, you know, if you ever listened to a couple, like if you know my history, my mom's was a dope fiend. You know what I'm saying? My mom's was a heroin user. And uh, I knew it when I was young, at a young age, but I didn't accept it till I got older and really realized that, you know, she had an addiction. She had a problem. And by her passing away at so young in my age, I said to myself, damn, if my mother was here, would I love her? You feel me? Mm -hmm. I asked myself that and I said, yeah, I will. I would love her. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the meaning came from. I love my fiends. Mm -hmm. I love my mother. I love my father. That was the meaning of it. So then I I, I, I kind of like spreading it out more 
to a pa- a platform because at one time in my life, like I was I was dull, like I was just stuck, coming from jail, didn't want to go back in the streets. Um, I wanted to find something to do with my hands. So you know, I'm always hip hop, YouTube, World Star. This is Fifty Dot Com, Glad TV. I said I think I can make one in Boston to build a a platform. So I just use the word I love my fiends. And, you know, I use it more of the model as that we all fiend for something. You know what I mean? We Sorry. all fiend for something. Uh, uh, sneaker fiends, sex fiends, weed fiends, church fiends. You know what I'm saying? So that was the meaning of it. And shout out to everybody that's pushing a brand, a movement, or whatever they're doing. So when I made the world beneath, like a lot of people gave me backlash for the word fiend, first of all. Mm-hmm. It's the word fiend itself. You know, every it was a bad word it was evil which it is evil it says in the dictionary it's evil mm-hmm. you know something that you crave you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. something that you fiend mm-hmm. thirsty for you know what i'm saying and that's all i knew all my life was the crave so a lot of females used to ask me pops could you make some clothes for kids so i said nah i can't because i wouldn't want a kid to go to school with fiend on their shirt you know what I'm saying? I just, I wouldn't wear it and I wouldn't want no other kid to wear it. Mm-hmm. So then I just, I put it in the mirror, flipped it, and put Denise, which is the same word as Fiend, which is the same word as Fendi. Just scrabble the words up. You might can make a few more words out of it. And I came up with it. And, and, and Denise means to me, uh, uh, love, you know, most high, something, you know, something above your feet. You know what I'm saying? Something in the sky, something to reach for. That's what the deep is. Dope. So if y'all want to know the deep, what's the definition of the deep? It's something to reach for, the most high. You know what I'm saying? Something above your feet. You know what I mean? Let's talk this single, man. Um, when I first heard it, you know, I you know I laughed a lot when I first heard it. I was like, Hops out here talking that real, man. I don't know if they ready for that, man. But let's talk pandemic, man. Definitely one of the realest street, I, I like to say street hop songs of this era, man. I think that the song definitely went over a lot of people's head. Some people was like, oh, why, 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 how he going there like that? I was like, he's going there. And the reason you feel that way is because you know what he's speaking is the truth. But let's talk pandemic, man. How did you come about pandemic? Um, you know, back against the wall. No website. Um, I've been pushing the clothing line. So, you know, the pandemic hit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you watch Facebook. You watch Instagram. And, you know, you watch the posts. And they say, if you ain't, if you didn't come up with something during the pandemic, then you ain't a real hustler. So, you know, if, if people don't know, I make beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tap on thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really don't know about you know, me and my partner make beats. So, you know, we've been having, we've been making beats seven to eight years and we've been sitting on them. So he came over to the crib with the studio and I, I, I just wanted to get something out. I felt something that day and I came up with the pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, We made the beat. I wrote the lyrics. We recorded it in my crib and I brought it to the hood. The hood laughed at me just like that. You know, they didn't understand it. Then somebody said, Hops, that shit hot. So I said, all right, I'm going to push you. I'm going to go a little further with it. 
So I went to New York and just re-recorded in a big studio just to, you know, get that, that, that feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Cause you had, we had to drop the beat from the MP. We couldn't just two track it. It was the style too dull. So we had to, you know, stem it out, put that, put that sauce on it. Then there you go with the pandemic. And I just pushed the shot the video. Um, just, you know, went on Instagram, found the video dude from Boston, you know what I'm saying? And picked them out and we, we went out there and shot it, man, that easy. It's so real that, the reality of it, you have no choice. You know, the same thing, same things make you laugh, make you cry. So, you know, you have to laugh at it because it's like, damn, he he talking that real on there. And like, you know, a lot of these dudes ain't ready for that, man. They definitely wasn't. They definitely wasn't ready for the I pandemic. They wasn't because I knew they wasn't going to be ready for because they looking at the old head, you know, the gray hair, dead wheelchair they just don't know how hop gonna come mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know i rap so it's it's unexpected for them when i've been shooting videos for people and i've been interviewing people so now you see me rapping it's like oh shit like it's, it's really like a shock value you know what i'm saying but i just took it as worth and kept it moving you know what i'm saying posted it to youtube dropped it on social platforms all the social platforms and Kept it moving, just getting a little bit of love in the hood, and and, and you know that's it, man. Sound clouded first time, and kept it moving, man. You you you've always been a man of many talents. You always were known for your athleticism, um, football, basketball. Definitely honorable mention amongst the elite. Uh, you know, we always got our our hood stars when it comes to the sports. Um, all this was cut short by gun violence the first time you were shot. Yes. Now, right. help us understand the transition period for you as a younger teenager. Because um, how old were you when you first were shot? 15, like right 15. Light Early 15. 15, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not even in a couple months into 15, you feel me? So help us understand the transition. Ninth grade. grade 15. Help us understand the transition period for you as a young teenager, dealing with being confined to a wheelchair, a victim of gun violence, growing up in the hood, making the transition to the new way of life that you were forced to take upon. That's just like, it's, um, you know, to try to sum it up short, um, just having a fight in you, man. You got to have a, um, you got to have a fight in you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Um, you know, the situation didn't change from being in the chair and walking. You know what I'm saying? It was just, I'm still in the same spot, still in the same house. I'm still dealing with the same people. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it was a real big adjustment in my life. It would be for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Now it's 31 years later. You feel me? So it was a big change. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Mentally more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Physically was cool. I could deal with that. But it was more mentally. You know what I'm saying? You got to get through the mental. You know what I'm saying? I noticed in your song back, you touch upon being in a chair. You said it's been 30, 31 years now that you've been in the chair? Yeah, 31 years, 1989. Streets don't love you. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit's a myth. And they told you, 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. It can get you. Pick one. <clears throat> you heard that shit before. Very true. Very true. 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. He ain't got no love for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Real talk, real talk. So, and these young dudes understand that they position. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know that you've been making beats for a while. You was rapping before, even after, you know, being confined to a wheelchair. Let's talk the wise guys, Benzino, the source unsigned height rap battles because a lot of people don't know that you did the source unsigned hype rap battles so, you know the the wise guys kind of come before the source unsigned hype okay truthfully um yeah because the wise guys was like 96 96 era and then the unsigned hype was probably about 2002 around that way the 99 I caught a Fed case in ninety. I caught a Fed case in ninety seven and ninety eight. Mm-hmm. I, I did a couple years and then I came home, and that's when I got presented the opportunity to do the unsigned hype battle. Okay. Because I was on probation at the time. Oh. So I did the unsigned hype battle. I had that from Zeno. To you know, he was looking out. Knew I was on federal probation once again. Um, you know, he was trying to figure, trying to help a brother out, trying to feel, figure out, you know, what kind of lane I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, you want to do a battle? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'd do it. You know what I mean? And and, and, and uh, we did a battle in uh, California. We, we, we flew us out to Cali. And um, it was about eight or nine of us. We ended up winning and, we end up doing an album. It's supposed to have been on Def Jam or one of them labels. The album's done. I never. I don't know where the album's at. I never heard of the album. Um, it was Scram Jones on there. It was Damani. It was True True Matt. It was it was Jimmy Hopper. It was a girl from Atlanta. It was Damani. I mean, um, um, Harmy Harm from New Jersey, and there's probably another one I'm missing. But it was about seven of us. You know what I mean? We did a whole album. Never, It never got released, though. Me and Jeff have conversations all the time, and we talk about the Source Sound Lab. We talk about All Access, um, you know, different shows like that. And these are things that you can't, even if you YouTube them, like there's such a limit, it's such it's so limited um, amount of, shows that's been posted i don't know because they were so go so far back or you know it's just like anything else that that is um classic that um people don't have access to now as they did then um so you know they they're misinformed or they don't have any knowledge of the fact that these things actually existed or happened you know that's why this park that's why this podcast is great now Cause you get to touch on bases. I really don't even do interviews, and I, ain't, you know, it ain't that I don't do them. It's just that people don't reach out. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean. And then, and then, you know, that's basically what I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
that's why you got this interview. You you reached out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't reach out. They scared to reach out. Like like if we like if we ain't hands reach or or they're afraid of you or something. Like if we in the same field, you gotta reach out. We plumbers, we gotta reach out to plumbers. Real talk. Because when I go other places, people are more open and acceptive to like, oh, word, you're ill there. What's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I want to connect. You know what I'm saying? This is what, you know, how can how can I help you help me or you help me? You know what I'm saying? Vice versa. How can one hand wash the other? But right here in, at home, I get the saying that people be like, oh, man, um, yeah, the word is you're unapproachable. Boston this and Boston that. <laughs> Motherfuckers always talking Boston. I act like I ain't on that. <laughs> I'm on, on that song. That's me. True, true indeed. How that came along was, um, you know, I just always been tuned in. It's a little story, but it's, we, you know, I had some equipment at the crib. Mm-hmm. We used to, you know, record at the house regular, double cassette tape, instrumental on one side, the tape on the other side, mic hooked up to the joint. And we rap. We used to, you know, be at the crib. This is 96, 95. So, um, you know, I end up meeting with Dog one day, seeing him. And he came to the crib and he had terror. He heard terror, terror first. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, who's the other kid that Big Chuck be messing with? It's one in P. Mm-hmm. One in P's for more of my side of the projects than terrorists. Terror's from the bumps. I'm from the park. One in peace from the park. Yep. So I know who he's talking about. So I go one in peace. I chuckle inside. You know what I mean? Um, talented. Real, real talented. Probably one of the first rappers in the projects that put his vocals on t- cassette for people to hear it. You know what I mean? Um, he said, put them two them together and, 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 and come to the studio. We did it. That was the first time Man Terror did a song with one in peace. You know what I mean? And they came out with Double Header. Came out to be a classic. Yeah, R.I.P. J.B., man. J.B., the truth, man. That's just how real it was. Like, this was the first collaborative effort where you had every hood. The name. On there. Yeah. Big shout out to the legend, Ed O.G. To Peace, to Fly Tide from Joint Ventures. You know what I'm saying? Free Orange, man. You know what I'm saying? Talking that talk. I looked up to a rap growing up. Definitely, no, definitely. With with you. you know definitely. what I'm saying? Them type of names, man. You know what I'm saying? I went to East Boston with Fly Tie from Joint Venture. Joint Ventures. Terry T. I'm going to keep it alive, man. Rest in peace, Terry T. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, when I did the, the interview with Edo and we mentioned Terry T, man, I know that went over a lot of people's heads. Um, He was talking about Terry T. Shout out to Disco P. So now, man, we got, we got Pandemic out here going crazy. We got Back out here going crazy, man. And... And and one of my one of my favorite joints right now that's going crazy to some niggas, man. All buzzing real heavy. All buzzing real heavy. What's next for Tombstone Jimmy? Um Neil, truthfully, man. I'm just working. Um, I'm just doing songs. Um, I got a little buzz going for myself. I'm just gonna do video songs, 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 songs. 
going to rock out for about a year and a half, two years with it. Go on my run and I'm chasing the distribution deal. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Black owned, man. Just a distribution deal, man. Find me some producers, buy beats, and I'm going to just do it the old format way. Hit the road, hit the road and network. And, and I think, I, you know, you know, everything else, man, I got the format to it, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, you got to put the work in. You got to put some work in. And you got to leave. You can't stay, you can't stay grounded. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. You know what I mean? You can't stay grounded. You can't. You have to move. You know what I'm saying? No A&Rs, no labels. They're not coming here. They're not coming to Boston. You know what I'm saying? Connecticut dudes will tell you that. They're not even coming to Connecticut. And they got talent in Connecticut. We three hours away from there. Two and a half. So, you know what I mean? We just got to work. We got to put the work in. That's it, man. I tell them, put the work in, man. Put the work in. Stay less people with some Put some people that won't work around you, you know what I'm saying, that ain't going to pull on your legs, exhaust your funds, and work, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you know when you start doing good shit, haters come. The devil works. The devil's working at all times. You know what I'm saying? Even at this age for me. You know what I'm saying? Me getting into music, I already see it. See it. Like like if it was a new drug and I started selling new, uh, the new drug. People were mad that I came out with the new drug. Rap it. Do what make you feel good. That's it. Do what make you feel good, man. You know what, man? I definitely appreciate you, man. It's been real, man. I'm going to leave you with this, man. I heard something the other day, and it was kind of inspiring for me, man. And I think that, you know, people need to hear it. Life isn't about people showing up for you. Life is about you showing up for people. With that being said, man, I feel like, you know, you, myself, and a lot of other people that I plan on uh, sitting down with and kicking it about, you know, we've seen a lot, we've done a lot, but there's a reason why we're still here giving up this real, man, because this is a message that needs to be said, and these are things that the guys that's coming up under us need to know so they don't make the mistakes that we made coming up or even have to go through the trials and tribulations. They can probably get there a little bit faster if they just open up their ears and listen. Like, I don't want to leave here knowing some of the things that I know and not pass it along to the guys that's coming up under me. I just ask that you, I don't want anything in return. I just ask that you do something with the knowledge that you can gain from myself or people like yourself. So that was one of the reasons why I asked you to come on this podcast, because I know you had much knowledge to share and, you know, let the people know what you're out here doing. Man, each one teach one. Y'all young bloods, man. Keep your head up, man. You know what I'm saying? Love, love somebody, man. Love your mother. Love your father, man. Love them more than you love the block, man. You know what I'm saying? Get to find something to love. You know what I'm saying? Find, uh, uh, you know, it ain't too early, man. Don't pick it up late. I see a lot of old heads go get the CDL license at 50, 55. Young blood, you can do it at 20-something. You know what I'm saying? Keep yourself up, man. You take care of it in the front. It won't stick out in the back. That's what I'm going to give y'all a little game, all right? <laughs> That's what's up, man. It's been Real Hops. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. People, y'all already know what it is. The real deal with Il Neil, man. It's been real. Follow Il Neil 
on Facebook and Twitter at DJ Il Nido on Instagram at 